Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Unknown Podcast. We've been, uh, I just checked and it's been three years and three months since we put up our last episode and that's, uh, that's actually kind of crazy that we decided to start this back up I, uh, on a very precise day. One of us like fell that. into a coma, so we had to wait. Yeah. Luckily we're patient, so... Yes. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> that's the problem. We're a little rusty, too. if you mm-hmm. can't tell. We're a little <laughs> rusty good. at it. It's because yeah. we were in comas. We, we were yeah. in comas. Sha- Social skills are. Sean almost died like six times. So. Yeah. We got a lot that of work. Is, that is true, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not far from the truth. But, <laughs> but here we are. This is good. Uh, what really actually happened is uh, we ran into a. I guess you could call it a snafu of the technical parts of putting up the podcast, but we seem to have that problem resolved, so we're hoping that this will become more of a weekly, hopefully, permanently. Yeah. And so, we'll be in your ears for the foreseeable future. So, so yeah. sit down and like it, because I'll be yeah. right up in those ears. Yeah, just whispering sweet nothings into your ears. Sweet, uh, sweet nothings. Uh, no. Yeah, the sound of my voice. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm But out. think okay. of me tonight yeah. in bed. All right. But anyway, welcome back to the Unknown Podcast. I am your host, Sean Houlihan, and with me are... Uh, Brian Rufo. And me, your friendly neighborhood, Micah Needner. Our favorite. Friendly neighborhood, Micah Needner, yes. That's me. Okay. That's what they call me around these the streets. That is... God, never as anyone I don't know what streets you. are on. Yeah. yeah. Where are these streets? <laughs> Stay you away know, from You know the ones. In case you guys forgot, our format is going to be uh, exactly what it was. So if you do remember, then this part is the, you don't really need to pay attention, but whatever. So we're going to start off with what we have been watching, what we have been maybe reading or listening or playing. Since it's the unknown podcast, we're going to keep it kind of vague and... We don't want to sit there and limit ourselves to specifically just movies, but I feel like we're going to prioritize movies more than anything. So uh, the first part of it will be just what we've been watching outside of our film or whatever we're reviewing for this week. Uh, then we're going to talk about news. News could also be anything as well. We'll probably mostly be movie news, uh, which is what this episode is. It's all movie news. Uh, just anything that interests us. Um, so, because I know... I guess I'm going to just kind of be repeating the first episode, but I know a bunch of us are Redditors and things like that. And so, I mean, anything that interests us, I think we'll, you know, we can discuss. So, uh, and then we'll end on our review of whatever we've decided to discuss. So this week it's Deadpool 2. So yeah. Deadpool 2. Yeah. Which, spoilers, it's so good. All right. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, maybe people want to go in completely blind with zero expectations, and now I've given them this expectation of it being good. Maybe if they're, uh, if, if they're waiting a week to decide, if yeah, <laughs> to decide hey, if, if it's good or bad as a spoiler. I don't know. They're... They live dangerously. Spoiler: yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's ruined. Fuck. I can't go. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with what we've been watching, reading, playing, listening. I will start, let's start with Brian. Brian, what have you been what have you been doing? What have you been watching? Um, I 
am currently running through a lot of 1970s movies. Uh, mm. So just recently, yesterday, I watched uh, Badlands, which was uh, Terrence uh, Malak's or Malik's. I can never get his last name right. So is it Malik? Malik, Terrence Malik. Okay, I'm gonna go with yeah. that one. Uh, yeah. His debut. Uh, which came out in 1973, which uh, I really was whelmed. <laughs> uh, I mean, he definitely has gone on to do greater and better things, but Badlands, I guess, was a good introduction to his style. Um, and then I also watched All the President's Men uh, a couple days ago, which is as timely as ever and really holds up, uh, to be honest. Also reminds you that Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman were absolute babes back in the seventies. <laughs> so Dude, I'm telling you, Robert Redford is still a babe. I I he, he will go agree. to he will go to his grave I, a fucking babe. I agree, but oh, nineteen seventy six Robert Redford is a fox. Um, are, we, are we avoiding me cussing? I forgot about that. Just, no, it's, it's we, not we, a family-friendly podcast. This is, I put the explicit <laughs> okay. warning right, cool. up on the podcast so you can swear. People right, have sweet. been warned. This is not. We actually have friendly. a parental. There's a parental advisory warning on our podcast. So that's awesome. That makes us feel like bad boys. Uh, well, then let's let's get the use out of it. Uh, butts, farts, uh, poop. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we're just gonna just we're, jump we're just gonna edit just, around this. Just, <laughs> just jump jump it right down to PG. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about where I've been watching. Um, okay. listening to, I've been kind of running through the Wombat's new album, um, oh. Beautiful People Ruin Your Life, which I really dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not really much else, so. Do, um, have you watched Terrence Malick's other movies and whatnot? Because I'm not, I'm familiar with his work, but I've never, uh, watched, I don't think I've watched any of this When stuff. it comes to him, I'm still kind of, uh, new to it. I've watched Tree of Life which I okay. I loved, and that's partially biased because Jessica Chastain's in it, and mm-hmm. I'm in love with her. So, okay. uh, but I mean, even as a film, I thought it was really good. And then I saw Song to Song, which was his newer one that came out last year, and it was very much again like Badlands. I I feel like a lot of his films, at least recently, are very just like okay that's a that's a movie i watched there's really nothing too special about it he tries really really hard to be artsy um and i try to not use that term because i've I, that's just not a well thought out term but that's the term i'm going with right now um yeah but i mean he's also had some pretty classics back in the day i just haven't ran through those yet he's okay. uh it says he's uncredited as a screenwriter for dirty harry i didn't uh, know that weird yeah i didn't know I didn't know that either. Interesting. I'm curious what the process of being uncredited for something like that, yeah. like where it is, like I don't know what the, what's the line of like, oh, okay, like well, we'll we'll let you take credit for this now, or yeah, know, like does, does somebody retroactively go back and say in an interview, like, oh yeah, you know, one of our our staff writers who wasn't in the credits, uh, that was uh, that man. Now he's a uh, Steven Spielberg. You know, like I don't yeah. know how do you, how does that go about happening. I have I have no clue. And it's like because Carrie Fisher, uh, Fisher, what Carrie Fisher? <laughs> I know she was a script doctor. Yeah, but like I feel a like she had a lot of great one. Yeah, I thought that she had a lot of like uncredited uh, screenwriting role or um, credits and stuff like that too. So we'll have to look into that. Maybe we mm. can we we can report on that later or something. You know, because I'm curious about 
how that stuff works. So you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Homework. Have fun. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So is that is that the end of your? That's mine. Yeah. What Micah, what have That's you been you? watching? Okay. Cool. Uh, I've been on a, a TV kick lately. Uh, so the only movie other than Deadpool that I watched in the last little bit was Cargo, that uh, Martin Freeman. Ooh, how was one. that? It was pretty good. Uh, some like it, as far yeah. as zombie movies go, I feel like it did some stuff a little differently. That was kind of nice. Uh, hence why it was like an enjoyable experience. But as far as just like a general movie vibe goes, I. It wasn't anything I would, that I would call spectacular, or I, I don't know if I'd like go around exclusively recommending it to anyone in particular, but it I always like watching Martin Freeman in pretty much whatever he does, and he, as always, did a really nice job. And uh, it, it takes place in Australia, and it's got a heavy Aboriginal uh, presence in the movie, so that was kind of interesting. Um, but it, yeah, it was, it was good. So... Let's see, I watched that. Um, I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix, uh, like docuseries. Um, what's that one called? Um, Evil Genius, that docuseries about the pizza mm. bomber. That was pretty wild. Yeah. So uh, I this popped up, and then people were mentioning that. That's what the movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg yeah. is. Is it's it? It's based on, right? 30 minutes yeah. or less? Yeah, it's loosely okay. based on that. Okay. okay, that's what I that's what I thought. Yeah, that is way more comedic and like yeah. so in that movie it's like okay they strap a bomb to him and then it's this ordeal for a little while and in real life the guy got blown up. <laughs> oh. He, <laughs> oh, in real life uh, it was sad and tragic. He did. It wasn't it, was, it wasn't a it Jesse Eisenberg comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I see why they switched that. That makes sense. Yeah, it would have been a very different movie if uh, Jesse Eisenberg blew up in it. Um, I can't remember. I should probably should have written this down. I can't remember anything else I watched off the top of my head lately. Hopefully, we get in more of a pattern. We can plan this stuff out where it's like, oh shoot, I watched this. Let me write it yeah, down because I have like a Word document going, which I you would usually write stuff down, so I yeah. would be prepared for these things. But very much oh, we're getting back in the swing of things. Yeah, no. Karen and I watched uh, the second season of Thirteen Reasons Why. That was another one. Oh shit! How was that? So obviously, this it, that's a show that kind of divides people. You either liked it or you were really put off by it, or. There's very few people who are just kind of like, eh, it's just a regular show, whatever. Yeah, I um, just watch it. So I really enjoyed the first one. I definitely had my my issues with the way they tackled some things, as, you know, the kind of like the media reported on a lot about how, you know, it was maybe too graphic in certain departments. And, it, and I definitely had issues about, like, how they presented some of the topics like suicide and, and stuff like that. But generally speaking, as far as the television show is concerned, I was like hooked after the first season because they did a really good job with cliffhangers and and setting up, like wanting to know more and, and being able to connect with the main character. And so in the second season, I felt like that all kind of dropped a bit. Um, none of the cliffhanger type stuff was quite there and it mainly focused on like the events that happened immediately after the events from the first season and following mm-hmm. like a court case involved with everything. Um, they definitely seem to try to tackle a little more 
uh, carefully some of the bigger topics, and they dipped into a couple a couple other uh, like important topics, like the opioid epidemic was one of them, and bullying, and um, they like dance around school shootings a bit, uh, mental health. So like they they really jammed a lot of political uh, commentary in there. But as far as like the show is concerned for the second season, like from wanting to keeping you hooked from episode to episode, it was definitely not as exciting, I would say. Um, Mm. But just my opinion. Uh, Would you recommend, like, I, I, I would say I was probably in the same boat as you as like enjoying the show. If you if you not. enjoyed the first season, you'll probably get something out of the second season, um, but I think you won't like it as much. It's just generally speaking, like it was just not as good across the board, like for in every department, in the writing, in the, uh, I don't know, just everything. Yeah, um, I shouldn't drop everything and. No, watch yeah, this I wouldn't go. I, I wouldn't go run and and put everything down in order to watch this. But if you're if you finish up a series or you're looking for something to watch and you liked the first season, you might get something out of the second season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and I think that's all I've really been watching. I haven't been listening to anything new really either. So I don't have any recommendations there. Uh, oh, I will say not that anybody listening would know this, but so I've been keeping a list of new movies I've been watching since October 27th of 2007, uh, right after my 15th, 16th birthday. Uh, and I just hit a thousand with cargo. So that's the one that you pick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We went over this like for like two hours the other night and you hadn't seen psycho. And we thought we established that was gonna be your thousandth movie. It, it it was, and then it turns out uh, I would have had to have illegally streamed it, and I didn't feel like going and searching for something. And I was bored, and I was having a cup of coffee, and I was like, you know what? Let me just sit down and watch Cargo. It's an, it it'll probably be worth it. <sighs> Here we are. I want to move on now. It could it could be worse. He could have picked. Like stand by me to be a thousand. Uh, that's movie. true. We're we're gonna really you're gonna start the podcast like this, <laughs> like three years and three months, and we're gonna start it with one episode, and then one of your main guys just quits on the spot. Is that is that how we want to go? Yes, uh, I think it'll provide a lot of drama. I think you yeah. guys just need to talk. I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. Uh, fair enough. Uh, so, Sean, have you been watching anything new, or, or what's going on with you? I I have the I've been rewatching uh, the Marvel series with uh, Amber, um, and so we just got Amber is my girlfriend, and we she's never watched any of the Marvel movies, and so I was like, well, we'll start, and so I just rewatched Iron Man two, and it's really it's really interesting to kind of jump back towards the beginning of the whole universe which one, just I, I it, totally forgot which one is more uh iron man 2 even about what's the conflict in that one it's with uh so mickey tony's rourke. dad yeah oh, mickey yeah, rourke yeah okay it, i remember so, now yeah i like his I forgot who the villain was no i know yeah he is uh well it's actually also sam rockwell sam rockwell's kind of like part 
of the villain too. I completely forgot he was in the Marvel universe. Um, but it's basically Mickey Rourke's character, his dad helped, uh, Howard Stark, Tony's dad build the arc reactor, the thing in his, um, his chest and whatnot thing that powers Mm -hmm. Iron Man suit and whatnot. But like Howard got all the fame and whatnot. So that's like what people care about essentially kind of thing. So it's like Mickey Rourke's characters going through this whole thing. But I think the weirdest thing was the sexual tension between Tony and, um, Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's, I don't don't remember that. Yeah. It's like, this is like in, I mean, I wouldn't say that Tony's not a playboy anymore, but it's like he has his, he's definitely like more of a playboy in the first two for sure. But well, this one, it's that's like because he ends up like halfway through the MCU, he bas- he like marries Pepper, doesn't he? Or like he yeah. enters a relationship with her. Yeah. So this is like before they they're they're like they're toying with that idea mm-hmm. of like are they going to get together or not kind of thing. So it's like <laughs> will when, they? Won't they? <laughs> yeah. It's classic Ross Rachel, you know. And uh, with. Yeah, it was just weird seeing this unfold, and I'm, like, watching, it's like, they just, like, they're not like that at all now. Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird to see this happening right now. So, um, yeah, weird to rewatch. I'm going to be rewatching them the next few weeks and whatnot, so I'll definitely be kind of giving my my quick impressions of, like, rewatching some of these, especially the first of all of this uh, I'm really I'm really excited to watch Thor and Captain America because I honestly can't remember the last time I watched either of them. I haven't so. watched either of those since theaters, and I don't remember liking the first ones. Either oh, yeah. Of them. The, for, I remember first Thor was okay from what I remember, and I liked the f- first Captain America was a little slow at parts, but overall I remember liking the first Captain America. I remember um, hating the first Captain America, and then I think I remember catching like a rerun of it on FX, and then really enjoying it, and then now it's become one of my favorites for some r- weird reason. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean that's what I mean. I'm interested to like go through these and see how it's, if anything's changed drastically or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's all credit so. to Chris Evans too. He just plays. He is like Captain America. Yeah, definitely. I thought He's, he was the flame. Oh, damn. You were literally saying the worst things tonight. <laughs> Just the worst things. Um, I've got to drive a wedge between us before this, before this episode. There's such, there's, yeah, I really like this podcast, but I'm pretty sure the other two guys hate each other. <laughs> they have such different opinions. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, I watched... Um, when We First Met, that was um, one of the Netflix originals with uh, Adam... Adam Devine, oh. is it Devine, right? Oh, is that the the time travel one? Yeah, I yeah, I really liked that one. Yeah, I did too. It was kind of I thought you know it's a story that's been done. A yeah, bunch, I would it's say, nothing it's unique kinda, per se, but yeah. No, it's definitely enjoyable, and it's it was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. I would definitely say like it's definitely worth watching. I think I gave it on Letterbox. I gave it like three out of five, and I, I I liked it. So it's like you know, I wouldn't say you're gonna be like, oh my god, I could fall asleep to this movie for the rest of my life, and this yeah. is so great. But you know, I would. It's definitely... a fun watch, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the next movie I watched was not a fun watch, but it was a good watch, and it was one uh, or we need to talk about Kevin. And I think I've talked to you guys about the movie mm-hmm. where it is definitely not one where you just like oh. 
let's knuckle under and watch. <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. Hey, hon, let's, uh, let's fun... pop in. Let's talk about Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's just not something you're ever going to put say. us in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's that first date? Let's watch this because you are just literally not going to talk to each other. You're just going to be so sad. But the movie is very good. So if you're ever in the right mindset, I would highly recommend watching it because I would say just um, cinematography-wise, the movie is gorgeous. And it's obviously a very disturbing topic. And um, for those who don't know, it's basically about this mother who is dealing with the fact that her son is uh, um, a school shooter or is the school shooter in a school shooting. And so it's like the her mind like her losing her mind and like processing everything and kind of her story coming so. to terms with it yeah essentially as best as someone could i don't even understand how anyone could fully do so but yeah so yeah that's basically what i've been watching listening to i really haven't been i, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head i don't know it's been a while everything's just kind of a blur right now with music um I feel like Matt Carney's been like my biggest thing at the moment um, that stands out. But outside that, nothing really. I have been on a big Phil Collins kick, though, <laughs> lately. Um, so I blame my dad because when I moved, he gave me a bunch of vinyl. And he gave me a lot of Genesis. And it's like, yeah, I'll just pop it on. And it's like, oh, shit, like this is a banger. I love it. So that, That's what I got mean, me on my Simon and Garfunkel kick. My mom gave me Bridge Over Troubled Water, and I, I sat on it for like four years. And then I finally was like, you know what? I should I should put this record on. And I put yeah. it on, and immediately I was like, oh, my God. Why, why did no one force <laughs> me to sit down and listen to this? Yeah, it's uh, it was that and um, Paul Simon. Well, Simon and Garfunkel. But, yeah. Uh, my dad gave me – or he bought me Graceland. I love Graceland. Such a good – solo paul simon record but, yeah um new stuff yeah i would just say i think it's just been matt carney at the moment really nothing else um great well not great but nothing uh of significance i guess that is i i can't relate with all that because my dad's favorite band was abba so wow <laughs> and you can relate to that because you're excited to see mamma mia 2 we i'm just weirdly excited to see mamma mia 2 never I seen mamma mia 1 but damn <laughs> If the Mamma Mia 2 trailer doesn't get me pumped to see the new Mamma Mia. So you can absolutely relate to that. Oh, shit. I'm more like my dad than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that was a weird note to end that on. That's not where I thought that was going at all. But we're going to move on to the news part of our podcast. So the first thing that I have up is the It Chapter 2 casting. Uh, They've been doing a lot of at least in the last couple of weeks for the new it movie, the Stephen King book. Uh, I feel like it's weird if I, when I'm just saying it, like what's it, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you, but, what, what it are what you talking it? about? <laughs> yeah. It, the movie based off of the Stephen King book. Um, so obviously the first movie was a huge hit and the sequel got greenlit. I want to say like, I think it was that weekend. Yeah. It was real quick. Um, and so they've been, I remember seeing an article um, about who they would want cast the kid. They were asking the kids, like, oh, who would you want to be your, the adult version of you and whatnot? It was kind of fun reading those and whatnot. Uh, I remember the, I can't remember the kid. I think it's the big kid. I think his name's Ben. 
and he's like, oh, I want Chris Pratt. And it's like, oh, <laughs> of course, the kid that's overweight uh, in the movie like wants to pick one of the like the most well liked, uh, super fit. I think well, honestly, in the book though, his character does get really fit. So I guess yeah, in the it, book it, he definitely does slim down and kind of yeah. becomes Chris Pratt in a way. <laughs> yeah, so like it could happen. I don't know. It wouldn't be like oh well, I didn't see this coming, but. Um, so I'm just going to read through. They have Andy Bean as Stan Uris. That's um he's the that's the Jewish uh character in the movie. Um and that's also if you can't picture the characters, this is the young Star-Lord from uh the first Guardians, the kid in the mm-hmm. uh, beginning of the movie and whatnot. So this is Andy Bean who I am not really familiar with. Um, yeah, that name is ring a bell for me. She's been in a yeah. few things but nothing he was in the last uh, uh, Divergent is, movie, but yeah. that was a very small role. So this, this is definitely going to be his like coming out movie, his, I guess, in a sense. His, his big breaking role. Yeah. Um, the one that just got announced was, we were just talking, I'm going to butcher this dude's name, is James Ranson. Ranson? I don't know. How to, I'm it also doesn't ring a bell for me. Yeah, he in this picture I'm looking at right now, he looks like a young, a super young Robert De Niro. Okay. Um, so if they ever do something with Robert De Niro, they should cast this guy because it literally looks just like him, at least in this picture. But he's playing, um, who is he playing? He's playing Eddie. So Eddie's the kid that gets the cast. Um, and just based on this picture, honestly, like the casting is phenomenal. But this guy is best known for um, The Wire. He was okay. on the, that, mm-hmm. and I guess he was in. S- he was in the. He was in Sinister as well. Yeah. So he too. definitely has experience in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. Sorry, messing up. I remember Bill Hader was one. Mm-hmm. Like what confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know. Uh, I'm um, super pumped for that. Yeah, me too. Just anything he that. does. Yeah, Bill Hader. Okay, he's playing Richie, so that's um, the kid from Stranger Things. Finn. He's Finn Wolford. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Speaking so of Bill Hader, really quick, on a non... On, have you guys watched Barry at all on HBO? Uh, not yet, but I've heard it's really good. The, yeah, I watched the... We just watched the pilot, and it's really good. And the, the yeah. season just finished wrapping, so it's, like, bingeable now. So that was just a side note. We can go back to casting. I just thought I'd bring yeah. that up. I did watch the first one of that, but yeah. How many episodes are on there? Do you know? I think ten. Ten. Okay. I'll have to binge it then. It'll probably. Be, I, I I like watched the first episode and I was like, eh, okay, I could probably get into this, but I feel like if it is bingeable, where I can just keep going, I would definitely yeah, keep. Yeah, that's exactly the problem I had. I was like, I think I'm gonna like this, therefore I'm not gonna watch for the next nine weeks until it's done, so I can just watch it all in one go. Yeah. Um, and then I think well, no, there's two more. Uh, James McAvoy is playing uh, Bill. So stuttering Bill from the he's basically the main kid from mm-hmm. the first one. So James McAvoy, that's that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brian's favorite uh, Jessica Chastain is going to be playing Beverly. Ugh. Wasn't she rumored from like day one? Yeah, yeah. Her and uh, she's worked on the director of it, uh, his last horror feature, which was Mama. So there's definitely a history there between the two, and then third because his wife was the producer on Mama, and she also produced it. So there's definitely, oh, okay. uh, like, a relationship there with Chastain and the directors mm-hmm. and producers of it. So I think they definitely wanted her to be a part of the franchise at some point. So it's really cool that she's 
she was I think she was the first one who was like, Yeah, like I'm gonna be in it kinda no matter what, just tell me what I need to do. Yeah. I would have been I would say either her or Amy Adams, they both could look the part. Mm hmm. Yeah, true, Beverly. definitely. Um, and that's gonna be I think Beverly's role is gonna be I think in in the first one her dad was very creepy and this one is gonna be terrifying like her adult story is like i reading the book i was like like it was one of those things where i was scared to turn the page kind of thing it's i've never really had that happen while Mm -hmm. reading anything but like and it was it had nothing to do with pennywise and that's what was scary it was like i wasn't even thinking about pennywise or anything like that it's just like her personal story i think that's what the movie did really well it's fun too they uh she gets a lot bigger role in the in the second chat like the second part when they're adults like she was yeah. like she was a big part of the first movie and the first part of the book for sure, but I know her role definitely increases. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, the it casting. They're definitely doing a awesome job so far. I would say. I mean, I'm already intrigued. I really liked the first it, and I just I, I'm curious to see. I mean, I'm re- in the middle of reading the book. I keep taking breaks because the book is huge. Um, but uh, I'm really excited to see how this one's going to turn out, and I hope that it's good. Um, they have big shoes to fill based on that first one. so Definitely. Like clown shoes, you could say. <laughs> oh, why didn't I say that? I set it up so perfectly. You set it up so good, and you just I did. didn't get a I, I didn't, no. Um, so other casting news that has come out in the uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, We've got Halle Berry cast in John Wick 3, which that also just got a release date. I think it's it's next year. I think it's it's 2019. or something, I thought. Okay. Yeah. Which, have you guys seen both of those? I I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. I've been meaning to for the longest time because everyone always says it's good, but Uh, I haven't gotten around to it. I've seen both, and I highly recommend seeing both. The yeah, action sequences was... are phenomenal, and then anything encountered with Count Reeves, I think, is great. Yeah, he can be. I feel like sometimes he's hit or miss, but I do have a soft spot for Keanu. He's I would such say. a there's always cool dude that like I just can't help but root for him. Yeah, yeah, I like. I definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, Halle Berry and that, which is that's pretty big. I. This third one's gonna be huge, I would say. Just especially the way the second one ends, like just shit's gonna be crazy, basically. But um, Liam Neeson just got cast in the Men in Black spinoff, which is I'm pretty doing a Men in Black spinoff. That's news to me. Yeah, Yeah. I think this was the. Is this the 21 Jump Street? No, it's not. I thought that fell through. Yeah, that fell through. That's what I thought too. This is um, uh, about the London office of Men in Black. And uh, Liam Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are the new agents. Oh, that's right. You mean Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, not Liam. And then, uh, so Liam Neeson is going to be portraying uh, Rip Thorne's character from the first one. So, like, he's the head of, like, the London side of the Men in Black. That's kind of cool. And then Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are, like, the two agents. Okay. So. I'm... I mean, after Thor, I'm very on board with this. Mm-hmm. I do. I I've loved. I, honestly, I've loved all the Men in Black. Oh like, yeah, the they're all was, great. Yeah, I mean, like I honestly like I could watch it, and I really like the third one. I they 
Josh Brolin as a young Tommy Lee Jones nailed so it. Good. Yeah, it's so nailed good. it. It was on the oh, other day man. actually on TV, and it was just like crazy seeing him nail his mannerisms. Yeah. Oh man, I kind of I want to go through those again now. Oh man, good just stuff. a testament of how good the actor Josh Brolin is. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. Not, not to dig into Deadpool too too early, no. but I mean, no, we, no. I'm bringing that back later. Like he's just yeah. so good. Yeah. He's got so much depth. It's insane. Um, and then arguably the biggest casting news for me, because I'm a big Spider-Man fan, uh, but Jake Gyllenhaal's close in deal, um, or he's close in a deal to play Mysterio in the next uh, Marvel slash Sony Spider-Man sequel. So the sequel to uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, I'm really excited. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, and Mysterio is a really, really cool villain are you guys familiar with i'm not uh, familiar with uh, mysterio yeah and I, honestly that's probably i have the biggest man crush on jake gyllenhaal he's a fantastic actor and uh a, a great down-to-earth dude it seems like and he seems like to be taking on a lot of challenging roles uh within mm-hmm. the last like probably five six years so that makes me respect him even more so i have complete faith that he's gonna knock it out of the park but also, yeah. i just really excited to see the character Mysterio on screen. Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. such a underutilized character in the comics. But it's such a mm-hmm. badass fucking character in the comics, too. Yeah. So I'm really excited so, for that. Yeah. I thought My- what was interesting is I the part of that same article that uh, talked about Michael Keaton reprising his role again from the first one in the second one. Which I, yeah. I hadn't realized he was going to be doing. So that it adds like the multi-villain angle to it which is kind of neat yeah, i'm hoping that it's i mean i'm always wary when it's let's throw in as many villains as we can because right Spider- you don't want to go spider-man 3 like you do that. not want to yeah <laughs> or or amazing spider-man 2 did the same thing yeah. i think yeah it was they built up that jamie fox electro whoever mm-hmm. and it's like just oh god just talk about underwhelming yeah i um, but like then you have to realize that you know it's Marvel Studios who's has the creative control and they've done yeah. nothing but just juggle everything with such ease it seems like mm-hmm. that's true um but Mysterio for those who don't know his power it's essentially what the reality stone for Avengers what Thanos uses he can it's like essentially Mysterio's power it's like he can just switch whatever you're seeing like at any time as far from what i understand um i don't know if there's other um powers that he does possess um but i think like that's his biggest one is just like completely changing what you think you're seeing or experiencing um i think his backstory has something to do with being like a magician or something of that it's, nature it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how they do it because i feel like that's gonna be a perfect opportunity for uh, Doctor Strange for it to make an appearance mm-hmm. in the next Spider-Man because yeah. he'll make sense which I'm all for as many superhero cameos in their movies as possible especially as such just, a cool one as Doctor Strange just basically going to give Spider-Man like a dad figure in each of his movies yeah he had he had Tony Stark <laughs> in the first dad. one and then he'll have yeah he'll be my spider dad for this <laughs> one essentially spider dad yeah Okay, that's enough of that. Um, they just announced the... Moving on. They just announced the Lego Movie 2. that the, They just released a poster, and I think the release date, which, yeah, February 19th of 
2019, and um, which is pretty exciting. I really like the first one. Uh, that's an understatement. I love the first one. I was laughing the whole time. Everything they did was wonderful. And is all movie, the same like, cast coming back? I could not tell you. I think so far from what I saw, I think Chris Pratt's definitely coming back. And that's all that I can confirm off the top of my head. I feel like it'd be really stupid for them to not try to get everybody back from the original. Um, if you're talking about writing and directing-wise, uh, Lord and Miller are writing it, but they're not directing it. Who's which, directing it? Um, I could not tell you off the top of my head. I know for a fact... Mike Mitchell and Trisha yes. Gum. Yes, unfamiliar with he, both. Mike Mitchell directed such classic films as Shrek 3D, the final chapter. Uh, note that it's... Say, oh, wait, say no, no, no sorry, more. Forever. Shrek Forever After. <laughs> say film. no more, I'm on board. Uh, he also directed uh, Deuce Bigelow, Mel <laughs> Okay, um, keep going, because now I'm more intrigued. Perfect. Uh, he did... He directed Trolls, uh, and and the most recent SpongeBob movie, and Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. Oh my God! His repertoire of movies is interesting. It's Sky High. It's a little sketchy. Uh, Sky High is pretty good. He's has some hits and misses. I would. Trisha Gum is his co-director. She is known for. Every she directed most of Robot Chicken. Ooh, I love Robot Chicken. And Moral Oral. That's that would actually be like kind of the perfect humor to come into the Lego yeah. movie. Is that so? That could be interesting. Actually, wait, no, she didn't direct. No, wait, did she direct this? It, she's the art department. Uh, she has not no directing experience other than the Lego movie. She was head art department coordinator for Robot Chicken and Moral World. Interesting. Perfect. And Lego Batman. She did art direction. Well, okay. It'll be interesting. Yeah. They're writing it, so I feel like that's a big challenge yeah. in itself. So I feel like they're they're off to a good start. So we'll but yeah. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. Um hopefully it's good. That's all I can ask for. Um, they just released, I want to say within the last two days or so, the, they released the Mowgli poster, and then the trailer just came out, I think, I think yesterday. I think the poster was Sunday, the yeah, trailer think, was Monday. the trailer was yesterday. Have both of you guys seen the trailer? I have. Uh, I watched it without sound, for some reason, oh. but... Oh. Okay. <laughs> you, you said you've seen it, Brian? Yeah, I did, uh, okay. and from what I see of it, it's definitely... A different interpretation of the source material, but I'm all for that. I think it looks pretty good. I'm definitely it looks, interested. It looks way darker. It does. The Disney one, which I'm all for. Yeah. Well, so um, I thought I thought I had heard that. So the Disney one was like a redo, a remake of the movie, while Mowgli is a remake of the book that it's all based on. Yeah, I've or not heard, not a remake, but like a depiction. It's definitely I've heard the same thing. It's definitely gonna take more from the source material straight from the book than it will mm-hmm. from the movie, which and originally it, was like a lot more dark. I think. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's what I'm. Which that's why I'm a little bit more excited for this one than for yeah. the Jungle Book, just because, uh, uh, 
I feel like that's that'd be a badass story to see a dark jungle book. <laughs> like that's not something you really see every day. I'm also just Andy Circus, and I'm really interested to see what he's gonna do. Cause I don't think he's has he directed anything like an, he's he has he's got something coming out with Andrew Garfield unless it's already come out. I uh, can't breathe. Yeah. Was it? And it got good reviews. I have not seen it. It's still on my uh, watch list because it's on Amazon, but I've not seen okay. it. But okay. uh, it got it got good reviews. So I think he's a very capable director, and especially with this kind of directing where you're relying very heavily on motion capture, I feel like mm-hmm. you can't you couldn't have anybody better than Andy Serkis behind the camera. Yeah, and then also at the same sure. time, you have Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, in it, who's like probably the second best motion capture art actor out there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the motion capture and the CG work on this is is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. What else has uh, Benedict Cumberbatch done for motion cap? Uh, for recently, he did Dormammu in uh, Doctor Strange, oh, yeah. uh, and then he also did the Dragon uh, in all oh, of yeah, the Hobbit movies. Hobbit, yeah. Um, he's done more things for motion capture, but those are the two like mainstream movies okay. that I can think of. Okay. <laughs> long, long pause. That was a long pause. That, we'll, that, we'll, that, we'll cut it out in post. Yeah, that that I can literally cut out in post. <laughs> um. And then the last bit of news that we have here, uh, this Micah made me aware of this. I didn't see this at first, but the Obamas signed a deal with Netflix. They're going to be producing a bunch of originals, uh, ranges from scripted and unscripted things uh, or series, as well as uh, docu series and documentary films. And apparently, it's under this multi-year deal, so mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. I think it sounds pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. I what I'm I, guessing is it it's going to be sort of in the realm of like he's going to they're the two of them are going to fund projects that are socially conscious and like stuff like that or politically conscious, not necessarily like in uh trying to like force people to believe anything, but rather showcase stories that are like powerful African-American community movies or powerful LGBT community stuff and they're going to fund pro pro social type of stuff as well as like docu-series that analyze stuff that's going on in america that they probably want people to focus on i think it sounds pretty cool i know that yeah. that a lot of people don't like to tip into the politics side of it but it doesn't matter no. trump's gonna find a way to repeal it <laughs> Break enjoy it while trump you can. repeals netflix <laughs> we don't know we don't know how it's possible <laughs> there's the more netflix uh trump repealed it all right. I think that's all the news that we've got. That was that was quite a lot. That was, was a lot. Like, it's like a solid 20 minutes there. So, All right. I think we'll move on now to our review of Deadpool 2. We're getting close. You all know the drill. Intercept the convoy. Watch out for cable. Where's this kid? He's in trouble. Move or die. Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. I ain't letting Cable get to him. 
but I can't do this alone. We need backup. Alright, so the IMDB synopsis says a foul mouthed mutant mercenary, Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool, brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal time traveling cyborg cable. So I feel like Deadpool had pretty big shoes to fill because Deadpool man, there's me in shoes again. I'm all about shoes right now. Deadpool did really well like stupid well like it broke records it was the it's the highest grossing r-rated film i believe right i think so or at least at least opening weekend right i I think uh passion of the christ is still okay yeah some some passion of the christ beats it somewhere but i don't remember where i think they make a joke about that in the movie yeah they do yeah so um and it was it started off this trend of i guess that's relatively new trend still but just r-rated superhero films and just kind of letting him go wild with the source material so i feel like deadpool 2 had a lot um it just i don't know it had a lot of hype to it and it i mean the first one was just well done it just did really well and i think deadpool 2 definitely lived up to that um what did you, my Brian? What did you think of Deadpool two? I loved it. I thought it was um, quicker pace. I thought it was funnier. I thought the jokes were wittier. I thought the the acting was better all around. It definitely helped that they added a lot more interesting characters this this go around with Cable and Domino and then X Force. Um, there was a very surprising amount of uh, really smart cameos and the way that they handled the cameos. Uh, we can dive into that when we do the spoiler uh, part of it. But yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, it's definitely top five, I would say, so far this year. Uh, movies for me, and it's really hard to find... I mean, there definitely were some... Uh, negative parts about it but the negative parts i feel like were few and far between um i felt like some of the jokes maybe have lasted a little too longer than they should have um but it's really hard to not root for ryan reynolds because you can see how much he cares about the character and how much the character means to him and just how much fun he's having being the character and it's really uh contagious so i i loved it i I highly recommend it Okay, Micah. I uh, I generally agree. I it's, I haven't seen the first one since it was in theaters, so I I have a hard time remembering, or I have a hard time comparing the two. I feel like just by like the width of a hair, I feel like I thought the first one was a little funnier, um, but I, I have a hard time definitively declaring that since I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Um, but like generally speaking, I would say like it it. Uh, pretty much hit all the same notes I wanted it to that the first one hit that were enjoyable. So I would agree with pretty much everything that was already said. For for me, for the jokes part, I think that the first one definitely relied a lot heavily more on toilet humor and, like, the vulgarity behind it. And don't get me wrong, like, Deadpool 2 definitely has those same characteristics, but I feel like the jokes in Deadpool 2 were... It was a good mix of, like, witty jokes... And mm-hmm. witty banter, and then the vulgar Deadpool like, stuff. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, I, I just have to kind of go back and rewatch mm-hmm. it and remember. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with both of you guys. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I I remember seeing the Reddit thread of like the early buzz of the movie being bad, and it was kind of like I mean I I don't know any I don't know what the source was for it or anything like that. And I also like you know you're seeing the movie in a stage where it's not complete, so I don't know how you could fully judge the movie and yeah. anything like that. So I I had like this weird feeling about it, but then you know the reviews started coming in and that kind of started to go away, which I shouldn't let that stuff uh, um, affect your judgment. Yeah, like kind of go into it with the wrong mindset, you know. And so, but luckily none of that mattered because I loved it. It was, it's basically if you like Deadpool, you're going to like Deadpool too. That's really all it comes down to. It's everything you would want in it. Um, It's kind of hard to dive into specifics without spoiling things um but just a broad umbrella term i would definitely uh i would definitely say that i enjoyed the movie as a whole um like brian said there's definitely like a little there's some things like nitpicking that i would um say that kind of bothered me about it but i think overall it's safe to say that i enjoyed deadpool too so overall score what would you give it uh, overall, I th- I would say four out of five, definitely. Uh, for me. I would say six out of seven. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say okay. five out of seven. <laughs> wow, God, another missed opportunity for me. Yeah, would it would it be that guy, Sean? <sighs> yeah, I'll just write myself out of the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, one one <laughs> we're one podcast back, and we're all just we're all just <laughs> fighting. Bailing. We've already, we've already taken out two thirds of the cast. Just gonna be a Micah podcast by the end of it. All right, your boy Mike here. We're gonna talk about me. Yeah, it's right. your boy Micah. We're sitting here with me, Micah, and uh, other me, Micah. These are my three opinions on the same thing. <laughs> They're all the same. These are my three opinions on the same thing. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, should, we right. d- should we dig into the spoilers? I think yeah, we should just jump right into the spoilers. I'm gonna start off with uh, the end credits. I feel like it's hard to not dive into the end credits right away because obviously that's the last thing you're seeing before you leave and uh, easily one of the best end credit sequences I think I've seen for... um, It was so meta and so aware. I think that's where I laughed the hardest was during the end credits. Easily, I would say. The um, Him killing himself... (laughs) <laughs> was so good, and it's the Green Lantern script. I loved it. That was yeah. so fucking funny. Oh my god, I was not ready for that. I was yeah. not ready for him killing the old Deadpool from uh, the, Wolverine the Origins. Cleaning up with the timelines part was probably my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just himself that aware, was... just how shitty that movie was, and so good. Yeah, and the turn back time song was playing, which I loved. It was so fitting for that whole sequence. The I remember the song from uh, Wayne's World for some reason, but mm, then it's a classic Pat Benatar. Yeah, turn back time. Um, but yeah, end credits. Did you did you guys read the article about what they were what they cut out of the end credits from that scene wh- where he was going to go back and kill baby Hitler? Yeah, no, I did, I did not. see that. So, <laughs> so that was that, that was going to be one of the things is he was going to go back in time, and they took it out because it was literally just him killing a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And even though, even though it was like, you guys, this is Hitler. Like, the audience yeah. is still tested. Like, oh god, you can't kill a baby. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm guessing 
for all intents for the intents of the joke they were gonna put a mustache on the baby but it's like it just looks like a baby you know so i don't know how they would be like oh there's the mustache on the baby it's hitler like you know but it's the joke i get it so yeah um something that i know is i've read the x-force comics oh i'm sorry i've read one of them um and um in that comic or in that series of X-Force, Deadpool has uh, his costumes black and white. It's not his usual red and black. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, I thought it was cool how... Oh, he was like covered when, in the ash or whatever that was. Yeah. 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 So like that was kind of... to it for sure. It, yeah. I thought that was really well done. It was, And it was like subtle too. It wasn't like a throwing your... Like it made sense. And it like took me a second like, oh, like they're, this is them calling to the X-Force costume, which I thought was cool. I really hope that... Uh, speaking of X-Force, how they all fucking die. That yeah. was honestly <laughs> my favorite part of the whole movie. I, I was not expecting that at they, all. They, I, they oh made marketed so much that it was going to be an X-Force's first time on screen, and then they all just fucking die. <laughs> it was so good. I was... Oh, man. I think I my theater was small. There was like maybe... 10 people and i god like everybody was laughing like i just i love how he lands and he's safe and of course he's the one that can't die yeah like, he's the one that's safe and everybody i guess except domino but like the oh my god the, sorry i'm going all over the place with this right now but vanisher i i it was just nobody, and I couldn't stop laughing that it was just a parachute floating in the sky. I, I laughed way too hard at that, but way too hard than what I probably should have with the, just the parachute in the sky. Yeah, and, and then, then I love to have it him being be Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys hear what he got paid for that? No. no. So like he was there on set and everything. They came to him and got asked to do that. And he's like, okay, I'll only ask to be paid in one thing. And he said that he just wanted a Starbucks coffee delivered to him by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and so they agreed to it. And then when Brad Pitt showed up for the day to like to film his like 10-second cameo, uh, Ryan Reynolds came up to him in the Deadpool costume and handed him his coffee. And Brad Pitt was like, oh, shit, man, I forgot, you, I, forgot I made you do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought that was like a fun little tidbit about yeah. his whole situation. It's guys... really cool that he was like just down to like do it for no yeah. reason other than a joke. Literally yeah. just for the joke. Did you guys catch Matt Damon in it too? I read about it. I didn't realize. I had no idea it was that that was Alan. Uh, T- is it Tudick? I don't know. Tudick. Tudick. Yeah. Yeah. I I recognized him during the scene in the field when Cable first comes back, but. Um, but yeah, the Matt Damon was the big fat guy talking, and I was just like, "Who is this guy, and why does he have so many lines compared to like Alan Tudyk?" And then later on, it's just like, "Oh, that was Matt Damon in a fat suit." <laughs> I didn't yeah, catch I, that at all. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't know until I read about it later. Um, but yeah, the whole X Force thing was just God. Uh, the Peter thing was funny, mm-hmm. um, and that was. I mean, I feel like that got kind of spoiled in the trailers and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I was. I didn't realize that Bill Skarsgård was going to be in it either. I did, I, then again, I didn't watch the trailers because I, I never watched them. Yeah, I don't think that he. I don't think he was featured in the trailers. I, yeah, I, I, Maybe I, like once, like a quick scene of like the X Force, but yeah, but never yeah. like featured like everybody else was. Yeah. Yeah. 
honestly, when Terry Crews, uh, when he went into the, uh, he like flies through his, or his parachute goes through the bus or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, like that must have hurt. Like I didn't realize he was dead yeah. Yeah. until like I was like, oh, he's gonna come back. It's fine. And then it's like, nope, everyone's dying. Everyone is dying oh, right man. now. Yeah. Because um, it, it was that first, and then Bill Skarsgård flies into the wood chipper right after, right? Yeah. No, no it yeah. was. It was, was it Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt, and oh, then okay. oh, okay. and then Peter lands, and then uh, Bill Skarsgård lands, and Peter tries oh. to get him out, but then Peter ends up dying. Okay. Yeah, and I love the credit sequence where he goes back. It's like, just get out of here, just <laughs> run. go home, sugar bear. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I wish I could have. Uh, I. I I almost thought about doing it, but bringing a notepad to like write down lines because I knew I wasn't going to remember all the lines that were just cracking me up and whatnot. But there's just so many good little quick lines of Deadpool, you know, throwing these one-liners at people and stuff, and it's just yeah. real, you know. Like I loved when he called uh, Cable Thanos. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. Just again, the meta and him being self-aware and all this stuff. There was one point with um, him and Colossus. Colossus is like choking him out, and he's uh he's like you're making this suit. Uh, he says something about making something hard, and uh, Deadpool is just like being choked out. And he just looks at the camera, and he just kind of like rolls his eyes. Like Colossus is just completely unaware. Like he's just making all these dick jokes yeah. all the time and whatnot. It's just like I love how too. There's a lot of there's a couple moments where he mentions like lazy writing, and he's just like, well, that's oh just yeah, lazy writing, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which which is like the best possible way that to, in the speci- specifically for them in that movie like that's the best way to be like well how do we get out of this situation well let's just acknowledge that it's lazy and then move on yeah Deadpool is just uh, kind of grant us this this pass basically yeah um one of the um, we we talked about the um, scenes that we kind of felt like dragged on or Brian mentioned one or mentioned them one in particular I thought that was like it just like should have ended way sooner was the uh, Deadpool dying sequence Mm -hmm. he was just like that that like just went way too long I was literally sitting there just like oh where he's like laying on the road and giving the speech for like the fourth time or whatever yeah yeah i would say after about the like second time where he woke up i was like all right like i get the joke but it's not funny anymore no i completely agree so that was i feel like that was probably the part where i was kind of just like okay like let's let's go like let's like you know yeah i it was like that part was probably the worst offender of it and then i felt even though i was i i I enjoyed most of it but the whole um baby legs part yeah. i felt like those that could have been shortened a bit before like cable yeah. got there i felt like mm-hmm. all of that could have been shortened down by five to ten seconds and it would have been just as funny no i completely agree um we were talking about josh brolin so his cable obviously i thought he was amazing i honestly i i can't think of a role josh brolin's been in where it's like eh yeah. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Like every time he's on screen, he's a very commanding, commanding presence. presence. Yeah, exactly. He, he's confirmed it's, for any other future Deadpool stuff, right? I or think he has a he has a three or four film deal. Okay. Damn. So he's definitely signed on for 
for a while. But, but then, but then also, Ryan Reynolds basically came out and was like, "I don't think if there's going to be a Deadpool three, it would have to be like X Force because you can only do so many solo Deadpool films before it's just the same thing." Yeah. yeah. Well, I I was talking to um, my roommate, and he is a big he he loves Deadpool, and he's read pretty much all of their comics, and he was saying that Deadpool works best when he's not the main guy like he he works best when he's that side character so definitely which makes sense because it it would make him the like the levity of the situation where it's like everything going around him is serious and he gets to come in and look at the screen and be like well like why the fuck is wolverine doing that like shrugs and or like makes the joke to the audience that everyone's maybe thinking exactly yeah like he's he's never like he was never like an Iron Man who can just command anything like that, but he can definitely be like that side character, mm-hmm. uh, supporting or like just not the top build, but one of the top build kind of actors or characters. So I really hope they continue and they do another uh, X Force or whatever. But it'd be interesting, interesting to see what happens after the Disney merger if that actually ends up happening. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, it could be good or bad. I mean, obviously it would be one or the other. Duh. But it's obviously Deadpool. I would want him to maintain like that vulgarity and stuff. But obviously if he comes to the Disney side and he's like, I would love to see Deadpool with the Avengers. Like seeing Ryan Reynolds and uh, the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, you know, interact with like Tony and, uh, you know, like especially him and Captain America would be just like such a weird and hilarious kind of exchange yeah, cause, cause of Cap's all Because Cap's just of them. so serious and so, like, stoic all the time, and Deadpool's yeah. just the exact opposite. Yeah. I just feel like there'd be so much opportunity for some great scenes, but that. I wouldn't want them to, um, you know, change the way they've written that character or something like that for the sake of, like, well, okay, we got him here. Let's get some money going or something. You know, yeah. I don't know. That's all uh, if... Uh, Cap or Tony survives Avengers. Oh shit, dude! Spoilers. I mean, if they haven't seen Avengers by now, that's their own fault. Well, they were probably waiting for my good or bad opinion. So uh, now, no. Yeah. Let me just cancel that right now. Let me just stop that fantasy. No. Okay. I've had this dream since lunch. <laughs> Pam, I had this dream since lunch. <laughs> Um, I really liked Domino too. I thought she was a really cool character, and just like how the fact that her power is just luck, and how everything yeah. was like working perfectly, and uh, just I think I they know. handled that, that really was, well. Yeah, like, it was really well done. It could have been really stupid, but I think they did a really good job of it. Yeah. Um, Has that actress been in anything other? So I know she's like one of the leads in Atlanta with the Donald Glover's Atlanta, but I, I don't remember her being in anything before this or before Atlanta, really. I don't think so. I think this was definitely her. Uh, Atlanta and then this one were definitely, like, her two big breaks. And I feel like this last year or so has been really good to her. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Um, one thing I noticed, uh, so... Obviously, the secret villain in the whole thing was Juggernaut, and that was, like, the big kind of twist surprise that no one was really... Some people were expecting based on the trailer, but... Um, I So I was trying to figure out... I couldn't figure out who voiced Juggernaut. It was Ryan Reynolds. Was, was it? Yeah. Okay, because in, in the credits, it says Juggernaut as himself. 
Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the, the writers had an AMA on Reddit the other day and came out and said that he did the, the voice uh, capture for it. Okay. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I w- it was like really killing me because I couldn't figure it out, but I recognized it. So then I waited to watch in the credits to be like, all right, finally I'll see who Juggernaut is. And it was just like Juggernaut himself. Mm-hmm. Like what? You can't just do that. I thought it was um. It was funny too seeing the when Juggernaut rips Deadpool in half and um. I was always curious about how they handle that power i guess it happened in the first one with his hand his hand was the same way growing back like mm-hmm. basically from like a baby you know and whatnot going through the whole process again so um I, but I, I guess i was kind of wondering how they were going to show when he gets blown up you know like he tries to blow himself up yeah and it's like they kind of they cut past like does he like reassemble essentially like how does he well it seemed like colossus basically threw all of his body parts into a bag and by the time he got where they were going like he had reassembled or his body had healed or whatever the fuck whatever the most important part was he had come back together yeah i'm just imagining because i remember there's a comic or something where it's when wolverine's fighting the hulk and the hulk does something where he like tries to kill Wolverine by, like, ripping off part of his head or something, or he rips off body parts and is, like, throwing them. And obviously it's Hulk, so, like, you know, he's, like, chucking them. Like, they're going far. And it's just, like, I think it's something, like, along the lines where, like, Wolverine's body parts, like, crawling back to each other or something. (laughs) Something weird like that, you know, or something, like, out of a cartoon. So uh, that's just kind of how I imagine the Deadpool scene going, or something in that vein. Um, Which... I was curious too, because obviously Deadpool can't die, and that's kind of the stakes of the superhero uh, movies. Is like, like, are they gonna save the world? Um, but are they gonna like end up dying while doing this or something like that? Ultimate sacrifice. And so I didn't know what they were gonna do for Deadpool, and so I thought it was interesting how with the collar were, where it's like oh wait he actually can die now well there's that yeah but the dynamic of like what he has at stake of like um oh, his, like uh, with his his girlfriend uh, or whatever yeah and how like they kind of were like throwing the family thing in there and how he was uh i thought the kid thing was pretty interesting with especially with that like you think deadpool you don't think like oh deadpool is gonna have a family of yeah. little deadpools or something but it was definitely like i was i was not buying into it that makes it sound like they're conning me into it or something but you know like i was definitely i was believing it like that he would be willing to do this or something i don't know i yeah. thought they did a good job with like some yeah. of those uh, more dramatic sequences and stuff and um oh the kid from uh hunt for the wilder people he was oh yeah really he did a really good too. job yeah he, yeah he did a really good job in that yeah they uh i'm really hoping that um, all of them are signed back up for if they do more Deadpool that they uh, bring everybody back because I think that that would be great. So yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to an X Force movie or something with him. Well, the X Force is dead, so they all died. <laughs> remember? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Um, those were really all the notes that I have written on my phone. I wish I, could, I I've got a couple of notes as to other things. They're really tiny things, though. Um, okay, go ahead. I thought uh, this is vaguely political, so 
I'll lose any Trump fans who are listening, but uh, the joke, right, when Deadpool shows up in, earlier in the movie and he looks at the two dudes who are, like, coming down the stairs towards um, that the kid, uh, and he's like, uh, it, well, if it isn't, like, Jared Kushner or whatever, <laughs> I can't remember, there's the two guys coming down the stairs, and then literally, like, 30 seconds later, he shoots him in the forehead and <laughs> collapses. I to me I was like that seems like a very like politically motivated joke. I'm just like oh, well they just killed Jared Kushner in this joke. <laughs> um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I at the end at the, back at the orphanage when they were playing that orchestral music and it was holy shit balls. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That was really funny. Yeah, I was Good. not ready for that. I love the yeah. music and they they did a really good job with the music. The so, so I mentioned this to you guys off microphone like a week ago that there's a song in it that I really liked. Uh, so in in the death scene for Deadpool when he's talking to his girlfriend and it's playing "Take on Me," the mm-hmm. the simple version. I like I was was listening to it and I was laughing so hard. But then like after I walked out of the movie, I was like, man, that was that was a really good version of that song. <laughs> and so I looked it up and it's by. The band, it's by Aha. The, the oh, original. really? Yeah, it's it's from MTV Unplugged. Oh, okay. And they so they came in and they did like an acoustic version, and it's it's really good. It Interesting. Actually, it's like a very enjoyable song. So I've been listening to that a lot since last weekend. The um that was a really popular um series of albums, it's like Nirvana Unplugged. That was a really popular one. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Unplugged series was pretty big. I didn't know that they did one, though. That's pretty funny. Well, so initially I was like, oh, this is a pretty solid cover. And so, like, I, I waited to the end of the credits to to figure out just, you know, same with Juggernaut. And I was like, it, it said, uh, take on me, M- MTV Unplugged by AHA. And I was like, oh, there's no way that's it. They must have just, like, that. that's they're the copyright holders. So I went home and I Googled it. And, like, sure enough, it, it's them. And that's crazy. It's, it's on Spotify and it's really good. Yeah, damn. I love the, uh, or I, this just made me think of it, the, um, he's like, well, George Michael's dead now. It's like, at least we got Bowie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, we, we still got Bowie. Yeah. Is it Dopeminder? I can't Dope think of Pinder. his name. Yeah. Dopeminder. I love how. Shakes his head. Yeah. He's like, no, not that. I love how he kills the orphanage, uh, guy at the end. And he's oh, just yeah. like, he's just screaming. He's bloodthirsty. He's just so happy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just losing his shit. He's like the most terrifying character all of a sudden at the very end, just that quick change of events. It was a it was a good one. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh also at the end with the orphanage when they were playing the It's a Hard Knock Life from Annie while, while going around killing people. <laughs> they just had a lot of really good juxtaposition song yeah. choices in it. Those are probably yeah. my favorite moments when, like, the music was working well with whatever was going on scene. Yeah, for sure. I think the the first one, that was a strong suit of that one. I mean, that was that first trailer that everybody saw was the, um, wasn't it Shoop? It was Shoop, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I feel like they're kind of building up this, um, reputation of having this these good songs in their movie now. So mm-hmm. hopefully if they keep going, they keep that trend going. We'll find out. We'll see. Um, 
that those yeah. are all my notes that I had. So, okay, Brian, do you have anything else you want to add before we no close this I out? Pretty much said everything I thought. I'd highly recommend it if nobody's seen it yet. Yeah, you got a you got a good from me earlier on, so I think that's all you need. Uh, mm-hmm. That's you know. Yeah. Let's go from one to good. Uh, Sean gave it a good. Sean, Sean gave, gave it, it a good. good. Yeah. On a scale of one to good, <laughs> we're looking at good. We got a good. <laughs> what? So it looks like next week we're going to be watching Solo, uh, Star Wars movie, because that's something that's happening now is Star Wars movies along with Marvel movies like every six months or something. You want to know what's weird is that three years ago and three months uh we did our last podcast and uh by at that date the new star wars movie force awakens hasn't even come out and was it even announced then yeah it, was, it would it have been an, it would have been announced because it would have been releasing like eight Fi- months later yeah okay i just thought that was a weird fact like solo we're watching as an extra view and that wasn't even thought of yet yeah, yeah. i just yeah. i don't know it's just weird Star Wars has come a long way in the last couple of years. It's been pretty cool. Scale of one to good, it's been pretty good, I'd say. <laughs> Sean gave it a good. It's I don't know. Pretty... I'll be. I'm halfway there. I'll just give it a go. <laughs> I got a good. It's just a go for me. <laughs> I'm not fully good. All right. All right. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just gonna stop. Stop saying things now. <laughs> um, we have. A Twitter, if you guys would want to follow us with updates and stuff whenever we post things. Uh, although we're on iTunes now, so if you subscribe to us on iTunes, which is just feels cool to say that you could just do that and it'll follow let us you on guys the podcast know. app. Yeah, just go to that and hit subscribe on there, and it'll uh, keep you guys in loop of what we're doing. We're hoping that this will become weekly again, so we're going to shoot again for next next week at some point i don't have a date of when from when we record to posting it but once we have a rhythm we'll have a little more of a a skeleton for what people can expect all of our one and a half listeners yeah (laughs) hi mom hi mom no (laughs) i wanted to say it (laughs) don't do this oh man all right um yeah Brian, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, they don't. Okay. <laughs> Micah, if people want to get in touch with... <laughs> uh, I guess if you are compelled to follow me on Twitter, uh, it's just Brian Rufo uh, Writer. So just B-R-Y-A-N-R-U-F-O Writer. Okay. And Micah? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's the Mike and Nader, spelled like the Terminator, but with Micah, M-I-C-A-H. Uh, uh, there's probably a link somewhere in the bio somewhere, <laughs> if you yeah. really care. Yeah. If your soul is set on it, you'll find them. I mostly tweet about Benitos and uh, retweets from celebrities. Oh, Benitos are so good. Follow Micah for Benitos. Uh, Benitos, Benitos, if you're listening, we're looking for sponsors. Uh, Get get at us. Yeah. I'm going to tweet this podcast specifically at Benitos. (laughs) (laughs) We need sponsors. Sponsor us. And 
if you're compelled to talk to me, it's Sean 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 H. That's S-E-A-N. Three times and an H. Alright guys, we did it. We're finally three years and three months later we've recorded another. So uh, we'll we'll see you again on uh, we'll see you in August, August 23rd. Yeah, of uh, 2021. 2021 for our review of Black Panther 4, The Blackening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that's true, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Thanks we'll for see listening. Ya. Yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.